0: The Springboks recovered from a disastrous opening match defeat against Japan to finish a highly respectable third at the 2015 Rugby World Cup. In this video you are going to get a front row seat to a retrospective review. I'll give you my thoughts and you'll also hear directly from some of the Springboks who were actually there. Let's get started. In 2012, Heineke Meyer became the new coach of the Springboks. Many of the players from the 2007 World Cup had since retired, and it was time to bring in some new blood. And it started quite well, with a 2-0 series win over England. The Tri-Nations had become the Rugby Championship. South Africa started by beating Argentina at home before going to South America and drawing. That was followed by two defeats on the away leg of the tournament that year, before the All Blacks and Wallabies came to South Africa, where Mayer's men beat the Aussies but lost to New Zealand at Soccer City. South Africa performed well on the end-of-year tour. That's important, as you'll see later in this video. We beat Ireland, Scotland and England for a 100% record on our end-of-year tour. The following year, we couldn't secure France as home opponents. That's usually what we try to do in a British and Irish Lions year. And that meant that we organized quite an awkward tournament in which we played Scotland, Italy and Samoa. The idea was that you would play two of the three on the first two weekends and whoever had won the most number of matches would then play each other in the final the following week. Thankfully, the way it turned out is that Samoa had the same number of wins as South Africa, and so we played them, which meant that we had three different opponents on three different weekends. It would have been weird otherwise, I think. Nevertheless, we won all three Test matches, and it was time for the Rugby Championship. Again, we beat the Argentines, home and away this time, and then we went to Australia and completed a famous win in Brisbane, a bonus point victory, 38-12. That was also the day my girlfriend became my fiancée. She's still my wife to this day. After nine wins in a row, we were stopped by the All Blacks in New Zealand. But then we came home, thrashed the Wallabies, and lost in a very entertaining match against New Zealand at Ellis Park. End of year tour, three wins out of three again for Mayer. Wales, Scotland, France, no problem. 100 percent on the end of year tours then in 2014 we won our june tests before running new zealand close in the rugby championship we actually beat them at ellis park that year but they won the tournament overall and then heinicke Meyer finally lost an end of year test match seriously winning 100 percent of your test matches on the end of year tour twice That is something that the Springboks seldom do these days. The fact that Mayer could do it two years in a row makes him something of a grand master. 2015 did not start well, though. A first ever defeat against Argentina at home, it must be said, meant that the box had lost four tests in a row. Not really the way you want to be going to the Rugby World Cup, which, as it turned out, started in disastrous fashion if you're a South African. In what is possibly one of the greatest shocks in the history, not only of rugby, but all of sport, Japan beat the Springboks in their opening game in Brighton. Let's hear from some of the players on this.
1: Um, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it happens. Huh? Um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I can't, like, put a finger to it. Like, what went wrong? And how we, did, we, did we prepare well? Did we train well the week? What um, everything went right during the game, uh, oh, like i said we we couldn 't finish opportunities. Um, Japan capitalized on our mistakes, and obviously they, did. they were they were brave. I have to say for Japan were brave uh, to go for the win. Uh, they could have gone for the draw I remember they had a penalty in front of the poles, they could have gone for the draw. But they were brave, and they were they were brave, and they they, t- they took the opportunity. Um, they they smelled some blood in the water, and yeah, and they took the opportunity. They scored in a corner, and obviously my face was everywhere in the corner in Japan for for, for the try trying to save try saving tackle. But they scored. So unfortunately it happens. It was um, it still hurts today. it uh, Still gives me nightmares um, when you see it on TV and uh, everywhere on social media. You see it and. Uh, yeah, something I can never, never erase in my head. Yeah, but it happens in, in rugby.
2: Oh, I don't know. You sort of still wake up at night, getting a you know a bit of a nightmare of that day. Um, I'm not too sure. Our, our preparation was on point for that for that uh, World Cup. I thought we had a really good squad. Uh, a lot of youngsters came in the squad uh, during 2012, 2013, 14, with another, a lot of new faces, but still. We had a lot of experienced guys in that group and um, yeah, it's tough, tough to say. I think our discipline wasn't great at the day. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so hard to say. You get this question so many times. Yeah, it's, I think it was just a bad slip up. Maybe we underestimated them. Um, I knew we had a lot of... We had for Farida Pia who played in Japan and they warned us beforehand, listen, they are not bad rugby players. Um, it's going to be a tough one and yeah, for some reason, we just uh, you know, weren't at our best of the day, and um, yeah, the rest is history. When I saw
3: some of the Japan players um, walking into our change room, obviously, to just to exchange jerseys, and you look at the size, of and then you think that, um, wow, we just got beaten by a team, with, uh, but they obviously played with a lot of guts and uh, a lot of tempo, and a lot of credit to them. Uh, they took the opportunities, we didn't. Um, yeah. And then looking around in the, the change room, you look at the faces of players, management team, and we all just dead quiet. Um, no one said a word. Um, and unfortunately for, for me, I had to do, I was the one doing media the Monday. So myself, Jesse Creel, Pat Lambie, we <laughs> were the unfortunate uh, ones, uh, if I can put it that way. Um, yeah, but, uh, uh, we can learn a lot from that. Um, I think on the day, you got to you got to show respect uh, It doesn't matter who you play you got to respect the team you're playing
2: well, i've never seen a coach fears like that Obviously, um to lose against Japan as South Africa not to disrespect it. Uh, you know they they good ranked players but i think uh, we expected from ourselves and everyone expected us to beat them and um yeah aineke was really upset um it was probably the longest week uh before that next game i think that was against samoa um It was quiet. No one said anything. Um, It was really the longest week of our lives. I'm
3: still looking for the answers. Um, We had sort of the ideal week. And um, and I think Japan, just on the day, uh, took their chances. We had obviously had chances against them. Um, Yeah, it it came down to last, last try. Um, And you look back at it, you think maybe is is there anything that you could have done differently? Um, In my book, no. Uh, But I must say the response of the players uh, after the Japan game was just unbelievable. Uh, They took a lot of ownership and accountability. And uh, yeah, we went out to play. We played against Samoa and we just smashed them. So from that point of view, uh, brilliant.
0: Do you really know your rugby? Do you always get your predictions right? Why not make some money then? Open an account right now with Tic Tac Bets and get up to 2000 Rand and 20 spins with your first deposit. The link is appearing on your screen and I'll also put it in the description area. Please note that this is an affiliate link, and I will make a little commission on it. Winners know when to stop. National Responsible Gambling Program, toll-free helpline, 0800-006-008. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. To the credit of the players and the coaching staff, they did pull themselves up by the bootstraps and managed to swiftly take care of Samoa, Scotland, and the United States of America and still secure top spot in their pool where they would take on Wales in the quarterfinal. By the way, it is worth pointing out at this stage the rotten luck experienced by John de Villiers at the Rugby World Cup. In 2003 he injured himself before the tournament and missed it. In 07 he played the opening game against Samoa where he suffered an injury and missed the rest of the competition. In 2011 he again got an injury but he did manage to at least play in three of the matches in New Zealand. And then in 2015, he hurt himself in the second game against Samoa, again, as it turns out. And unfortunately for John, that was the end of his career. Farid Prio had become the new Springbok captain at that stage. And he scored a memorable try against the Welsh in a tight quarterfinal contest.
3: When you do your analysis, what we found is that the way they defend, they setup up from what uh, was a left-hand scrum. So the way they defend with a wing, he was sitting right in behind the scrum. So we knew if we can um, just sort of animate to the open side and just shape them to almost make them think we're going to go to the open side and just uh, go to the left side, the short side. Um, yeah, so that was a perfect opportunity right in that left-hand corner. Uh, for, um, Dwayne picked it up, uh, offloaded to Fourier and it was just for him to finish in that left corner. Uh, yeah, what a, what a moment for us. Uh, when it was a game-changer in terms of our World Cup.
0: We won and we moved on to the semi-finals against New Zealand. And for all Mayer's achievements, the 100% records two years in a row on the end-of-year tours, that famous win in Australia which had become very, very rare for a Springbok team, the one thing that he just couldn't quite figure out was how to beat the All Blacks. In fact, the record shows that he beat them once in eight attempts. And that did not bode well going into a semi-final against the All Blacks at Twickenham. And sure enough, New Zealand won 2018. Interestingly enough, guys, the Springboks were actually in the lead at halftime. So it was on.
3: So we, we, we did our analysis and we realized that uh, um, a key focus for us was a breakdown. Because they, they had teams that they love to play this uh fluid rugby uh quick ball and uh we realized that if we can slow down the ball uh francholo was unbelievable in, in that game just slowing down the ball uh forcing turnovers um second half was a little bit tougher um when the rain came down uh they kicking in behind us turn, around, turn us around all the time so it was really tough to to get out of a half and, uh, yeah, and I think, uh, we look at, uh, individual performances. Dan Carter was just unbelievable in that game. It's more frustration than anything else. Um, because we had a penalty and it was sort of in Pat Lambie's rage. And uh, just for that penalty to, to be turned around. And, uh, I don't know what happened, but there was some, something happened before that penalty. So the ref decided that uh, they're going to, with the TMO, they're going to change their decision around. And yeah, we knew when the, we, the plan was always to make sure before the rain came down that we want to be ahead. Uh, unfortunately for us, uh, it didn't happen. Um, they were just brilliant on a day. Um, scored uh, beautiful tries. Um, we kicked a lot of penalties. And uh, yeah, it was sort of a tough, tough game uh, to play catch up with the rain, weather conditions um, in that moment. If you look at our semi against New Zealand, um, uh, you, you go through the list uh, of players. I'm talking about their team now. Uh, some of those players were in the, the best in their positions in the world. And um, when you lose against a quality team like that, there's a lot of respect, and you give them a lot of credit. Um, but then, if you go to the final, and you look at that performance, uh, and taking uh, not, taking nothing away from uh, Australia. But we thought um, the way we played in that semi-final, there that was uh, we had a We had a chance against them, and we believe that uh, deep down.
0: Hey, if you're enjoying this video, why not consider becoming a patron? You can click on my Patreon link. I'll put it on the screen as well as in the description box. And there will be great benefits for members. We did at least manage to finish third by beating Argentina in the bronze medal match. Victor Matfield was the skipper for that match, meaning that we actually had three captains at that tournament. Three. Because why not? And, you know what, let's be honest, third place, bronze medal, that's not too bad. You can't complain about that.
2: I think we can be proud of the way we bounced back and, um, and managed to go through the tournament after that. Uh, a very uh, tight loss or, you know, against New Zealand. Um, yeah, and then yeah, got a bronze medal at least, but um, I think that's probably one we let slip. I think, we again, we were a good squad, good enough to go all the way, and unfortunately we just fell short. Our
3: goal was always to make sure we get to, we get, we wanted to get to the playoffs and, uh, to play in a final was, or not to play in a final was really disappointing. Um, because you look at the players, um, probably, if I got it right now, and, and I'm speaking on a correction, probably 20 players that, uh, that was part of that World Cup, uh, went on and play, uh, played in the next World Cup. So, um, in hindsight now, Heineke just brilliant with his selection in terms of picking the right guys. Um, yeah, lots, lots of frustration, lots of disappointment not to be part of that final. And then obviously, um, we didn't watch the final, but uh, when we had the score, that was even more so uh, disappointing. Um, I'm talking about New Zealand versus Australia.
0: After the disaster that was the defeat against Japan, we recovered well and ran the Kiwis close. But such is life. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time.